0: Mark Hockman. You know what? I might get a breast reduction. Shut up, you can... jag off. Channing Crowder. Go oh, the spinner. spinner.
1: Chicken and cheese is an aphrodisiac. Alejandro Solana. Rudy Gobert. Those are your weather.
0: You look slightly zooted. <laughs> <laughs> I might have tailgated a little bit. Sports. Thursday night football. You can watch it on your ring doorbell. I had some whoopie and a bunch of Waffle House parking lot is milk liquid cow mr unlimited
2: more sports there's pork but sometimes you gotta eat poke
0: it's raining
2: testicles the most sports if you're in a pickle
1: just call squickle
0: what's going on here i ain't getting no action last night the Hawkman and crowder extravaganza begins now no. oh it is it is The Hawk and Crowder show here on AM560 Sports WQAM. Alex Dono filling in for Hawk and I guess kind of filling in for Crowder as well. Solana is here. Solana, do you guys still call the first hour the local hour or is it just all the show now?
1: Yeah, I guess now it's just the whole local show since we're not simulcasting anymore. (laughs) R.I.P. 790 the ticket. Yeah, man. So it's just the 2
0: o'clock hour now, Dono. Just the 2 o'clock hour. I am privileged uh, to be in the same building here with the pregame and postgame voice of the Miami (laughs) Heat because uh, there's a lot of stuff to talk about with this buyout market, Solana. I mean, I, I allow myself to get excited with the idea of pursuing some big names, right? Maybe a little bit past their primes. Each of these guys 34 years old, but I still think have something to give. You know, you're looking at Russell Russell Westbrook. I'm already screwing up the dude's name. Russell Westbrook, (laughs) the Heat are looking at. uh, According to Barry Jackson, of the Miami Herald, they've been doing their due diligence. And I don't know, maybe they have found some concerning things that uh, may lead them to believe he may not be the best chemistry fit. But then there's also talk of Kevin Love, who's reportedly going to reach a buyout agreement with Cleveland. And as Ira Winderman in the South Florida Sun-Sentinel wrote about today... Ah, uh, the Heat would look at adding someone like Kevin Love or Serge Ibaka, front court players. They would look at that as the priority over you know adding a guard like Westbrook. And I, I think as far as what the need would be, Solana, that makes sense. And you know, Kevin Love would probably be my preference. Ibaka also obviously has different characteristics, more more of a defensive guy, more of an athletic guy. You know, Love, you know, can still score and can still shoot. But you know, you look at the Heat needing more size and also needing more three-point shooting. Kevin Love, I can understand why he might be the priority even over Russell Westbrook right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, yesterday we were talking about this a lot yesterday because Dono, I'll just I'll be a hundred percent honest. I'll come right out the gates with this. I am a hundred percent in on Kevin Love. I, I think if the Heat can do that, to me, that makes the most sense. Yeah. Everything you just said, they need shooting, they need help with big depth. Right? Big guys down low, especially my argument yesterday was let's just say, right? I hope this doesn't happen. He's having an incredible year, but Bam Adebayo has to miss a few games, Dono. Oh my God. How comfortable are you with Orlando Robinson filling that time? And if it's not Orlando Robinson, let's say he gets into foul trouble, who are you going to? You don't have anybody else after trading Dwayne Dedman. And I, I'm happy they did because yeah. I wouldn't have trusted him anyways. You have nobody <laughs> down low depth-wise right now outside of, let's be honest, a G-leaguer in Orlando yeah. Robinson. Yeah. And he's played great. I'm not. It's not an indictment on him. Who would you feel more comfortable with starting in place of Bam Adebayo or having to play minutes? Let's say you're trying to fight out of one of the play-in seeds, Kevin Love or Orlando Robinson. And to me, it's easy. And yeah. I know Kevin Love's not a center, but – Right. I, I just think it's an easy choice. He fills that need, he can help you rebounding the ball, and he can spread the floor. And what do the Heat need more than anything? Three point shooting. Yes. He's not Kevin Love of twenty fourteen. I get it. Like I don't I, I totally understand. There's a reason why he's being bought out. But yeah. to me, no brainer, Kevin Love, out of everybody that's available right now in the buyout market, or anybody that was available on the buyout market, to me, he's the best fit for this team right now.
0: And it seems like he would be someone that Eric Spolster would be very comfortable coaching um, because characteristics wise, he could kind of fit the Chris Bosch role, right? When, you know, Spo had the big three, when it comes to the floor spacer, big man, he can shoot from the outside. So tactically, this has got to be something. And I, I've heard that Spo is is a fan of Kevin Love, so I, I don't think he would be any obstacle to getting a deal like this done. This would make a lot of sense. Prime Kevin Love,
1: who he's not. Let's, let's get that out of the way. He's not yeah. prime Kevin Love. But, but, Dono, if you had to literally draw up a a prototype of a player to play alongside Bam Adebayo, it's prime Kevin Love. Would be. It's the guy who can rebound. He can help you bang down low a little bit. But really, his primary role is spacing, knocking down the corner three, and and somebody who can also move the ball efficiently. And uh, that's Kevin Love, literally, in his prime. That's He, he is – the perfect guy you would want next to Bam Adebayo, I get it. That's not him anymore. Yeah. But we're also I see a lot of people on Heat Twitter like Kevin Love's washed. Like, oh, he's not washed. No, he's not washed. Oh, we just we we don't need him to go out there and score 17 points a game. Just knock down three three pointers a game. That would that that in itself. Think of all the close games that he'd have played this year, Dono. 32 of their games of their 59 games thus far have ended in five points or less, whether they won or they lost. And everybody's yeah. sick of hearing that stat because it's been <laughs> talked about forever. But think about if you could have added three three-pointers more in each of those games. Yeah. I mean, that's the difference between winning by a slim margin or losing by a slim margin. They need three-point shooting. And to me, it's a no-brainer if you can get Kevin Love, if he's interested, right? These reports, yeah. I always kind of take them with a grain of salt. But, Dono, if when the report came out from Shams that Kevin Love... And the Cavs are working uh, towards a buyout agreement. And in that report from Shams, it says the Heat would be a team that uh, could be a possibility. To me, that's Kevin Love's agent feeding that info to Shams. Yeah, probably. And and saying, hey, I, I kind of think he wants to go play for the Heat. That's one of the teams he's interested in.
0: So do you think... Um Something like that may already be happening with Westbrook. I know he's not even, like, actually asked for a buyout yet, at least not since I've checked. Uh, So we don't even know for sure if he's going to be bought out by Utah. But, like, I keep reading Miami and Chicago for him. So do you think that's coming from Westbrook's agent? Well, I think for Westbrook, it's simple. He wants to make sure that if he's going
1: to leave Utah – remember, he's owed $40 million this year. So if you're Russell Westbrook, you're saying, why am I going to agree to a buyout? Not get my full $40 million and go play somewhere that I may not have a role. Yeah, that's like, a good point. Why, w- why do that to myself, even if it is to a, a championship contender? Like, which West- we
0: are not, by the way. We are which, not a championship contender.
1: Right. So why <laughs> is he going to go to L.A. and play for the Clippers to sit behind uh, who they just signed, uh, trade for, Eric Gordon, right? Like, yeah. Uh, like, t- to me, if I'm Russell Westbrook, that doesn't make sense to sit on the bench and then uh, you know, further embarrass myself because I can't play ahead of Eric Gordon. If I'm Russell Westbrook, I'm saying if I can't cement a clear role for myself somewhere where I'm getting quality minutes, mm. I'll sit in Utah till the end of the year. I'll collect my $40 million, and next year I'm an unrestricted free agent in this offseason.
0: Which would kind of make sense even from another angle because – one of the things about Miami, and I was reading this on, on an Ask IRA earlier today, because someone asked him this question about like how actually how attractive is Miami as like a destination for buyout guys. Yeah, I think sometimes as Heat fans, we talk as if we're like one 34-year-old guard away from being a championship caliber team. But the Heat are in a uh, play in right now. And, you know, I, I know that they just went to the Eastern Conference Finals and were a shot away from going to the NBA Finals last year, but You know, this 2023 team has not been what the 2021-2022 team was. So, you know, if you're somebody like Russell Westbrook and you could get – yeah, he would have a more clearer role down here in Miami, no question about that. He can get his minutes. But at the same time, if he's interested, if he's going to, you know, take a haircut on the amount of money that he's owed, he might also be thinking, let me find a place where I can play and also maybe make a deep playoff run. I'm not sure if he would look at Miami that way.
1: But does Russ want to make a deep playoff run if he's not playing? Like, that to me yeah. is why the Clippers, in my opinion, don't make much sense for him. Because, so maybe that's
0: why you just take the money from Utah.
1: <laughs> yeah, which is why he hasn't <laughs> been bought out yet. Yeah, that's right. You think Russell Westbrook yeah. wants to stay in Utah, a team that's going nowhere? Yeah. No, no. But for Utah, it's simple. We're not making a title run this year. We'll pay him the $40 million if he wants to stay here, and he can play. He'll get some minutes, and that's fine. But – like, Utah's in no hurry to figure anything out because they've got a boatload of picks this off season to work with and moving forward, and they're in a youth movement. So for them it was a no brainer. If you're Russell Westbrook, you're saying, I'm gonna go sit in LA and sit on the bench and people are gonna make fun of me because I can't even get minutes on a playoff contending team. For what? For yeah. what? So yeah. by the way, Dono, I've seen a lot of people say Get me Russell Westbrook, get me Kevin Love, the two biggest names. Don't, don't we have Heat.
0: two – do we have one or two
1: roster spots open? Two, two right? Two roster spots. Let's get them both. If, if, I, I, I've seen that argument, and here's what I'd say. If Kyle Lowry – because you've seen these reports, right, that the rift between Kyle Lowry and the Heat yeah. is, is so deep right now that yep. I think Ethan Skolnick, of, uh, of five reasons, I believe I saw him tweet out that uh, – or he said on one of his podcasts because I saw it in a report that – there's a possibility Lowry doesn't even return this year oh because gosh. that that's how deep the riff is uh, between him and and the team. I don't know how much validity there is to that. I, I truthfully don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine we'll see him back this year. Uh, but if that is the case, well, then, yeah, go get Russell Westbrook if yeah. you can, right? At least yeah. it's somebody, it's a body, because if not, you're going to be left with, and again, not a slight to him, but Jamari Bouye, who you would oh, have to yeah. convert his contract. Yep. Who would you prefer going into a playoff series with, no matter who you're playing? Russell Westbrook, as washed
0: as he appears, or G League players? Well, and he's like, obviously, this is not, you know, 29 year old Russ, but. He's, like, he's not washed. Like, he's averaging, like, 15.6. Like, he's got, like, he's he's one of, like, only six players in the league that are averaging, you know, the total of points, rebounds, and assists that he's averaging. So just the thing a lot of the knocks on Russ are a lot of the same knocks that have been on him for a long time. Like, he can't shoot, and he doesn't defend very well. But at the same time, energetic, he can score, he can fill up the box score. So I, I think it would uh, – I, I think it's definitely worth the shot, and one of the reasons why I bring up the possibility of bringing in both Russ and Kevin Love, from what I understand, they've got the same agent, and it seems like they have a good relationship. A couple former UCLA guys. I don't know if they played together. I, what they probably did, right, because they're the same age, so they probably did play together in college. It seems like they have a relationship, so maybe, uh, maybe maybe they could work out some sort of an agreement with the agent in concert. Let's bring them both down here.
1: I'm down. I, like, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, I still think – it ends in Russell Westbrook and Jimmy Butler throwing hands at some point. That's just my, my opinion. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great point. But, um, like, maybe that that could be the thing that fuels this team. I don't know. But at this point, clearly you need some sort of shakeup. You need yeah. something to inject some life into this roster. I think one of those two, whether it's just Russ, if that's what you end up having to do, fine. But to me, Kevin Love, like, that's who the Heat's priority should be at. He should be priority And I, and I,
0: agree, and I agree. I think uh, this is – I think this was in the the Barry Jackson report. No, this was in the the Ira report. And I agree with it, that if you have to prioritize one over the other, like you're saying, just based on the need, uh, I think you have to prioritize Kevin Love over Russell Westbrook.
1: Plus, Rafa in Miami on the Kendall-Toyota text line makes such a
0: great point. Kevin Love, total stud muffin. I mean, the guy—the yeah. the guy, the guy is—he's uh, a good-looking dude. Let's go. Let's I'm, bring him in. That—that's fine because I'm—I'm happily married. I don't have to worry about competing for the same women with this guy. Let's yep. we'll bring another stud into town. I not i am not worried about it. Let's go. Let's Sign go. Him up. Let's freaking do it. Uh, by the way, we got a busy show coming up. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk with Clay Ferrero. So we'll talk more heat. We could probably talk about uh, dolphins as well with Clay, right? I mean. Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. Lamar
1: Jackson. Yeah, I mean it's the same questions we've uh, we've all been talking about, and we all know what's going to end up happening, right, Dono? Uh, Tua starting next year. Yeah,
0: starting. You know, we'll see. Maybe he, if he misses less than six games next year, we'll see how that works out with the old concussion problem. Before we go to break quickly, let yeah.
1: me uh, let me get some headlines in, Dono. Oh so yeah, I, I, can, I totally
0: uh, forgot. I haven't done this in a while, <laughs> so I totally blew through your headlines. No, do what you got to do, no, sir.
1: No problem, but. They're driven by the new Palmetto Ford truck super center. we got to satisfy the sponsors, Dono. Yeah. Uh, why buy a truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. Big Panthers win last night. We'll have Huge. Cat Talk later so we can talk a little bit more about it. But that was a really big win, and it was a really solid game. And Bob back in net, like – uh, I I think that's the way to go moving forward if you're the cats because they got to win a handful of games to get into the postseason and right now Bob's playing really well.
0: It reminds me the Panthers what they do every time like you think they're kind of getting out of the playoff hunt they get a big win. It's like Godfather Three Pacino's like <laughs> just when I thought I was out they pulled me back in like they're pulling me back in they're gonna be a playoff team. Um and
1: tomorrow Kane's hoops yes they're. Balling right now, Dono. I mean, you're rocking a Canes hat, and I know you do locked on Canes as well. So like, you're more plugged in than I am. But they're legit. They had their yeah. well. It was an Elite Eight run last year, right? Mm-hmm. And, as a ten
0: seed last year,
1: and it seems like they're better this year.
0: They are definitely they're better this year. Like if if the season were to end right now, they're in like a, a probably like a four seed Crazy. range. Crazy. But they could still win the ACC regular season, uh and they're going to get a good ACC tournament seed. Like. This team could play their way into maybe a two-seed if things go well for them to finish out the year. So, yeah, they're definitely better than last year because Omier and Nigel Pack are a couple studs.
1: Uh, they've got four games remaining, including tomorrow. They host Wake Forest 2 p.m. at the Watsco Center. There's only three home games left. So, mm. like, that that's a hot ticket right now to go watch Kane's Hoops. 2 p.m. at the Watsco Center tomorrow. We'll get into All-Star Game, uh, who's playing in the celebrity contest? I've got all that info for everybody. Anybody
0: good? Like, is the, the celebrity show? contest better than, like, the dunk contest field where I haven't heard of anybody?
1: I mean, you and me going <laughs> to go play pickup at Debonair Park <laughs> after the show tonight is better than what's going to be at the dunk contest tomorrow. If they
0: could let me use one of those big trampolines to dunk, like, I, I would enter the dunk <laughs> Like the contest. mascot,
1: like, like the mascot <laughs> at the halftime show of, uh, of a basketball game. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: So we're going to talk uh, on the other side, we're going to talk with Clay Ferrero. Uh, the three o'clock hour, we're going to talk with Lee Sterling because we got to get our XFL bets in this week. I I was texting with Sterling earlier today, and it was delightful when he told me I've got an XFL play for you guys today. And I'm like, giddy up, man. Clay Ferrero will join us next year, Hawk and Crowder Show, AM560 Sports WQAM. Coming up next on the Hawk and Crowder Show. Meow. Hawk and Crowder. Alex Dono and Alejandro Solana in for Hawk and Crowder today. Let's bring in our good pal Clay Ferrero, WPLG Local 10, awesome sports reporter and anchor. Clay, it's been a minute, my man. How you been, man? Awesome. I appreciate that. I don't, uh, you know, do I have to pay you for that sort of an intro? Uh, I feel like I could have been even more complimentary. I, I held back a little bit, so maybe next time you, you know, Venmo me twenty bucks. I'll, I'll call you the greatest sports anchor of all time.
2: What do they say? You strive for mediocrity, and you'll end up in excellence. Is that uh, is that how it goes? Maybe uh, maybe I need to aim lower, and we'll end up higher.
0: I've been striving for mediocrity my entire life, so I guess I guess it's finally <laughs> paying off. Clay Ferrero is with us, so Clay, let's start out with some Miami Heat stuff. You know, heading into the All Star break, but the talk around town has been the buyout market after such a quiet trade deadline. You know, you look at some of the possibilities that have been brought up. Kevin Love, Solana and I have been talking about him on the show today. Russell Westbrook, everybody down here has been talking about him. Sergi Baca is a name thrown into the mix as well. Do you think the Heat could end up with one of these guys uh, before the buyout deadline? And and who do you think would be the best fit down here? Well, I think they will end up with someone. Uh,
2: Personally, I like the Kevin Love fit for a number of reasons, I think. Uh, You know, the thing with him is if you were to – draw up the perfect big next to bam it would be prime kevin love this is not cut prime kevin love because if this were prime kevin love you'd be paying him you know, like a, a few a couple hundred million dollars instead of a couple hundred thousand and yet i do think if he's past the thumb injury and and he is able to go back to shooting the way he was last season and you know obviously the numbers are down but i think a big part of that was also the role that he had been cast in last year when when they bring in Jared Allen and Evan Mobley it's understandable that the numbers would go down i just feel like you have a stretch big next to bam and the other thing this allows you to do and i think the same thing would be true of Serge Ibaka although i think he's probably taken more of a step back than than Kevin Love has is it allows you to put Caleb Martin back on the bench and Caleb Martin has been great in that in that role and yet it's not the role that he's he's best tailored to play so for me, it's not just adding a player who fits the current roster. It's allowing other pieces to go back where they fit best. And, and so, for me, it would be Kevin Love right there at the top. And, and yet, I guess the latest reporting is that the Cavs may try to steer him out west. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you're Miami, you just kind of hold out hope that, that that doesn't happen. You can end up in uh, in prime spot for him.
1: Clay, what's the ceiling for a Heat team with Kevin Love? Because, you know, you've, you've been on the record now a couple times on this show – and, uh, and as well on the pod you do with uh, with Will for Local 10, you know, you, you've you said flat out, this roster can't compete with Boston and Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference. And by the way, I think everybody agrees with that sentiment. What's the ceiling now for Kevin Love if the Heat were able to acquire him? Because I, I as much as, and I agree with everything you just said, I think he's the perfect fit next to Bam, even if he's not in his prime. I think he addresses all the, needs you uh, are desperately lacking right now, which is three-point shooting and just some big-man depth. But what what's the ceiling with Kevin Love, if that were the lone addition that he made right now through the buyout market?
2: Man, it's a great question. You really have to to hope that you were getting kind of like an even better version of what we saw Kevin Love last year and, and the guy who was, uh, you know, what, did he finish second to Tyler Hero, even though it was a landslide in, in uh, six-man-of-the-year voting. You know, I, I think if you're, if you're able to put him in that spot, I think it's just, it it changes a lot of the issues that you have. So, it's a difficult question to answer until you get Kevin Love in your building and you see, okay, has the, the issues with shooting only been because of the thumb? I mean, if he goes back to shooting you know, close to 40% from three-point range, what's this team's biggest weakness right now? They can't shoot the ball. And so you bring in a guy like Kevin Love who we know he can shoot the ball when he's healthy historically. We know that he's one of those really smart veteran guys who understand passing angles, can set good screens, and, and is able to, to get guys shots where they're comfortable. Like, maybe that unlocks part of what the Heat have been missing. Because to me, guys, this is the greatest mystery of this Heat team this year. Don't understand it. How have they gone from, like, arguably the best shooting team from outside in the league to, like, the worst? I mean, they're, like, what, third worst in three-point first? How does that happen? So, to me, it's like, okay, if you're if you're bringing him in and asking what the ceiling is, you're you're then asking how good is he, number one, but also – for the minutes that that he's out on the floor. So, I mean, maybe there's a crazy world where he comes in and and everybody else goes back to shooting how they were last year, and yet I think they'd probably be asking a little bit too much from somebody who's at this point in his career.
1: Clay, I'm with you. If he could be what he was last year, close to 40%, that'd be amazing. I think even this year, though, what he's shooting 34%, 45 three? 35%? I, I yeah. I, I, mean, I think even that's a help because Caleb Martin, he started out hot. He's regressed. And like you said, the greatest mystery. I mean, do, do we need an eye doctor over at Miami Dade Arena? Like, <laughs> play these. these it and makes, and you know, what and it bothers makes me. It's not
2: as good a sense
1: as what, anything. What, what, it's crazy. What it, furthers, I, what furthers the mystery? What furthers the mystery to me is that. It's not like t- defenses figured out a way to run the heat off the three-point line. They're still getting good looks, and these guys who last year were knocked down shooters can't make open threes. Hey, I- I'm with you, man. its it-, it doesn't make any sense. I've never seen that type of precipitous drop from a team that excelled at one thing so well last year, and this year, I mean, they're, they're one of the worst in the league. It doesn't make any sense. It's baffling. And yeah, I mean, your your eye doctor idea may be as good as
2: anything because nothing else makes any rational sense. I mean, I, I do think and I've said this, and, and I know I get a lot of strong pushback on this. I do feel like part of the issue is Max Struess has been so much more comfortable in that starting lineup. You know when he was when he was in there last year, and the spacing and him being a spot up shooter, whereas Tyler is more of a guy who gets his own shot. It just felt like guys were more comfortable in that role. But even that, guys, that doesn't explain this much of a drop off. Like maybe that explains just the drop off at times from from Struess but it doesn't explain how the entire team has just fallen off a cliff from from three point range. So and I get it some some people are kind of holding on to the hope that you know maybe the second half of the season uh, things change and they go back to who they were last year and yet I mean we're so far into the season at this point you're you kind of are who you are. And and I think you do need some sort of a shakeup if, you know, maybe Kevin Love provides that to try to get it back anywhere near to what you were last year from outside.
0: If they don't add someone who can contribute, where do you think this team finishes, Clay? I mean, they've been right around the six and seven for the last several weeks. They're in the play-in right now if the season ended today. If if the roster basically stands, Pat, where do you think they finish? Uh, About there. I mean, I've – said this I, I think it's an average roster at this point and yeah. you know you look at their point differential and they're they're
2: slightly below average their their net rating is below zero I mean that's that's kind of who this team is and and you know I do understand there's been injuries and things like that and yet every team goes through that I don't know a healthy Kyle Lowry changes much of anything I don't know if he's going to be back and healthy to the level that that he was last even last year when when we heard he wasn't healthy and 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 things like that so you know I I don't know something and this is what I felt at the deadline I don't know that this this team has a much higher ceiling unless there is some sort of a a radical shape up though shake up the one thing I do I guess you maybe hold out hope a little bit is we've seen Eric Spolster before going into the playoffs he will come up with He'll go into the lab and he'll come up with something lineup-wise. Sometimes they will even do it a couple weeks before to see how it works out. But I remember, you know, in the bubble, kind of the switch up with Myers-Leonard. And, uh, you know, they, they they took some guys in and out of the, the lineup and the rotation and the starting line. And then all of a sudden, Goran Dragic back in the starting lineup. And, and that team all of a sudden looked a lot different than they had in the, uh, what do they call them, the at the exhibition games, whatever they call the the lead up games, the playoffs in the bubble, mm. when they change the lineup, things things changed and they look like a different team. So maybe you hold out hope that Spo shakes things up lineup rotation wise and that changes things too. But at this point it's just
0: it's hard to see this team taking too much of a leap from where they are right now. We're joined here by Clay Ferrero, WPLG sports anchor. So uh, thinking about the quarterback situation for the Miami Dolphins next year, Clay. I mean, we got Tua is has enrolled in uh, Miyagi Do karate or something to to learn how to fall correctly. And and I obviously we saw when Tua was healthy last year, the offense was just humming. Like it was it was something to watch. It was one of the one of the one of the most exciting offenses we've had probably since you know number thirteen played down here. But you know he had the concussions issues last season. So you know, Dolphin fans, myself included, wonder. Do you roll the dice uh, on Tua long term, or do you look at making a run at a guy like Derek Carr, who I don't think would be cheap, but he is available now? And you know, there's talk of Lamar Jackson, who's a South Florida native, potentially being on the trade market here. Uh, Would the Dolphins even have the ammunition to make a deal for a guy like Lamar Jackson? Uh, What do you think they do at quarterback? So I I I don't know specifically with. Lamar
2: Jackson, if you're if you sign a guy to a franchise uh, uh, to a deal that's on a franchise tag, like d- does it have to be this year's first round pick as part of the deal? And I don't I know you have to send two first round picks if you ultimately end up doing it. So when you ask about the ammunition, I'm not even clear on the rules there for bringing in a franchise guy um, with Derek Carr. I think he's going to have too big of a market. Uh, particularly, I think the New Orleans Saints are going hardcore after him. I think yeah. they they feel like they're in a position in the NFC, and particularly in the NFC South, where they're a quarterback away. As crazy as that sounds for a seven and ten team, that's what they think. I think Derek Carr is going to get too much money elsewhere for what he would be worth to the Miami Dolphins as what would basically amount to an insurance policy for Tua Iowa I mean, if he gets 40 million, it wouldn't surprise me if Derek Carr got between 35 and $40 million. That's what we're talking about right now for a average to above average starting quarterback in the NFL. So with Tua, if you have to go one of two ways with this. You either have to call Baltimore and and make a a, a huge swing and say, look, we want Lamar Jackson to be our franchise quarterback, and we're going to move on from Tua Tungabailoa. Or you commit to Tua and and you do so with the understanding that, hey, the injuries may continue to be an issue. To me, as much as I like, love Lamar Jackson as a player and and what he would bring to the area, not just just on the field, but off the field, kind of having somebody who's from South Florida to come back, as great as that would be, the amount that it would cost both in draft compensation and also with a contract, that'd be tough that'd be extremely tough for me. I'd probably stick with Tua and and see it through this year. The one thing I want to see guys with this offense and and you're right, it was extremely exciting, it was explosive. The thing that was a little scary to me was sometimes they relied too much on those explosive plays. How many times in the second half of the season, I think they were either they were one of the worst teams in the league when it came to down and distance third yard third down wise. Like they were in third and 8 plus more than just about any other team in the league so i would like to see them do kind of what cincinnati did this past year which was stop relying so much on the explosive play get yourself in better positions for third down and and that way you're protecting your quarterback you're also protecting your defense you're keeping them off the field as much and i'll be really curious if there's some conversations in that building between vic fangio and mike mcdaniel where fangio walks in and says hey one thing we got to do, if you want us to be the type of defense that can win a championship, we can't be on the field for 32 plus minutes a game. We got to get this time of possession stuff back under control. So I think there's a lot of stuff they got to look at. I'd stick with two, uh, but but certainly if there's a way that you make the Lamar Jackson thing work, that doesn't strip down your franchise of picks and cap space, and you have to make a call.
1: Do you agree, though, Clay, with this statement that if you do bring in another starting caliber quarterback, obviously Lamar Jackson, yes, but. Because Crowder was saying even something along the lines of a Jimmy G interests him to come in, but I just feel like if the Dolphins go out and get a starting caliber quarterback, to me it would mean they're moving on from Tua because you can't. I agree with
2: you. Yeah, well, because it's cost prohibitive. I mean, and and I just mentioned Derek Carr. I'm not kidding. He's going to get between thirty five and forty million dollars, if not more than that. I mean, that that's what you would be paying. You're either going out and getting like. And Andy Dalton for like 10, 10 to $15 million maybe. I think he'll get more than he did last year by, by a good amount. Or you go all in on, on an average to above average NFL starter like a Derek Carr that's $35, $40 million. And then you you don't do that and still have Tua Tungabailoa on, on your roster, I wouldn't think, because then you would have to find a way to, to free up some of that space moving forward. And the only way to do that would be, hey – Let's let's trade two and try to recoup some of the draft capital. Excuse me to get some of these guys back on rookie deals. So, I can't see a world away where you go out and you get a starting caliber NFL quarterback, a good. Starting caliber NFL quarterback because it's just become so cost prohibitive and what those guys get. Go back and look at at the big guys last year and and the contracts that they signed. Guys like Aaron Rodgers, who's obviously very good, but look at the the contract that Deshaun Watson signed. Look at the yeah. contract that Kyler Murray signed. I, I think Deshaun I mean, those Watson.
0: Are, I think he screwed up the market. I mean, didn't they give him like I, 230 235 guaranteed? Like, so I, yes. I yeah, it, it screwed up the market.
2: It, but uh, And look at Kyler and look at Dak yeah. Prescott. Like, these are the types of deals now that you're going to be talking about for, hey, if, if I'm Derek Carr and I see what Deshaun Watson got, I'm like, okay, I understand Deshaun Watson was a much better player three, four years ago even than what Derek Carr's ceiling was. But that's that's what agents are going to be looking at now. So, no, I'm, I'm with you, Alejandro. I think it, you either have to be all in on two uh, or you have to pivot and, and find a way to recoup some assets by, by moving on from him.
0: Clay Ferraro, before we let you run, are you going to be watching any XFL football this weekend? Is it on our air? Is it on ABC?
2: If it's on Local <laughs> 10, I'll, I'll, I'll lie and say that I'll be watching. I have no idea. Not, uh, no, I think, we, I think we have NHL hockey, so I think I'll okay. say that we're watching. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be glued to the NHL hockey game of the week that's going to be on Local 10, I hope.
0: You could have told me XFL is on CMT, and I would believe you. I, I really have no <laughs> idea. I don't even know if CMT is still <laughs> a channel. God, I, I love football, guys. I just can't get into it.
2: I, I can't. It just, it, it just. Wait a minute. Now I really have to look and see if it's on <laughs> it, local ten. I'm uh, be in deep I, trouble if I don't. Yeah, Watch Clay, be like one of our primary sponsors who's like pushing it too. I'll be in deep
1: trouble. Clay, I, I think it, it may be. So maybe, really, may, maybe you have a, a tiny bit of interest in it, just a, a little bit of interest a in ton it. Ton of
0: interest now. Oh man, <laughs> goodness, I, yeah,
1: I, I, am I'm, I'm, you're breaking up, guys. I,
0: I. I <laughs> Break it up, can't, can't, except, but. I. I'm- He's Clay Ferrero. WPLG, Local 10, does an excellent job as their sports anchor. Um, <laughs> did, did we just get him in trouble? I don't know. Is the game going to be on WQAM? I don't even know. Maybe maybe it's going to turn up here. I have no idea. All right, we better, uh, we better regroup before we all get ourselves in trouble. Uh, Hawk and Crowder show, Dono filling in for Hawk AM 560 Sports WQAM. Unfortunately, this is the Hawk and Crowder show. Daniel Berger, professional golfer, local guy. How's the course playing uh, today? As a matter of fact, Hawk and Crowder. Huge thanks again to Clay Ferrero for joining us. Uh, we're going to talk with Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com, at around three twenty. Uh, he told he tells me he's got an XFL selection, some UFC selections this weekend. Do you think – I'm going to ask him this, uh, Solana, but do you think Lee – do you think he bets anything on All-Star Weekend? I figure if he's betting XFL games, he's got to have something on All-Star Weekend.
1: I do, um, and I'm actually really – it's one of the questions I want to ask him because yesterday we had Rob Pozzola on, and I I told Rob flat out, I have no reason other than fandom to want to put money on Tyler Hero. He's got the longest odds in the three-point shooting contest, Dono. Yeah. And my strategy there is – I mean, I feel like Tyler Hero, the the bright lights of of the All Star Game.
0: Like, he can get hot. I mean, get, get, you never know who's going to get hot in that three exactly. point competition.
1: So I, I want to know what Lee Sterling's strategy is. Yeah. Betting something like that, where if it's just, hey, take a flyer and a guy you like, and if you win it, you get lucky, you win it, or maybe he's actually handicapping the three point shooting contest. That's my that that's what I wanna know going into All Star Weekend.
0: i tell you he I'm I'm assuming you guys probably had him on before the Super Bowl, but he, he helped me make some money because Lee Sterling, he's probably told the story to you guys as listeners before. Um, he like his daughter is like his consultant on the national anthem. And they are now 9-0. and Nine straight years. They have predicted the over or under correct on the National Anthem. They went under this year. I bet it because he told me to, and I made money, and I bet it last year as well. I think it went over last year. Same thing. Like, they are money on the National Anthem. His daughter, Brooke, came on our show no last way. Friday and
1: handicapped it for us. <laughs>
0: that is amazing. She
1: sings the National Anthem. She sang it at the Orange Bowl this year at the wow. Orange Bowl. So... That's her thing. Like wow. she, she, she's an expert at handicapping, uh, anthem. So she came on the show and she nailed it. She was a hundred percent spot on, nine and zero. And Lee had a winning week or a winning Super Bowl, by the way. I think Hawk said his uh, his picks went five and two for the Super Bowl. On oh, our that's show. good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I-, I like that. So Lee Sterling is going to join us around three twenty today. You, know, you you get those dopey national days every day. Today, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed by this one, Solana. I was hoping it was like National Chili Dog Day or something. Today is Random Act of Kindness Day. Have you ha, – maybe that's not lame. I don't know. It's probably a beautiful thing. But have, have you committed any random acts of kindness today?
1: No, actually. I I, <laughs> I feel like a terrible human. I, I, I <laughs> like I didn't hold the door open for anybody today. Not because I was being rude. I just – I well, you
0: didn't know it was National Active Kindness Day I, today didn't, until now.
1: But I, I now I'm thinking back like, did I should I have held the door open for somebody or did somebody drop something around me and I, I kind of just stared at my phone rather than helping? I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Now I feel I feel terrible now, Dono.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I feel like I was pretty nice to my kid this morning, but like, shouldn't that doesn't count. like I, I was gonna say that doesn't really count Dad. because like you should be nice to your child every day. Donno, some days you,
1: I'm not. Dono, do you need like a glass of water? <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go get that uh, for you. you know I,
0: I could use another uh, another black coffee during the break uh, maybe that's uh, too much work it's too much work yeah. <laughs> if you want to get in share your infinite wisdom with us 305 five six seven560 that's 305 567 six seven560 texture in the 305 says Dono and Solana you didn't fool uh, with Clay Ferrero enough you didn't do or, or eat anything I, I, I almost got him fired like does that uh I, I, I don't know I I don't want I don't want try to be hawk like when I'm filling in for Hawk. I don't want to try to be Hawk. Like, that's his thing, getting silly.
1: Plus, uh, like, Clay, th- he's working right now. You know, yeah. like, when whenever we catch him to go, I don't know, eat something at his desk, I mean, it's, it's all prepared. Uh, I, like, we – We're just going to have Clay go to a drive through right now without preparing it with him. I mean, I don't know. Settle down. We've done enough drive through for the year. Settle down.
0: Probably so. I don't know if there anything in season now or the Shamrock Shakes? He's coming back next week. Yeah. Yeah. That's what
1: Hawks taking off a couple days preparing. For Shamrock Shake season,
0: did you guys figure out is the McRib really retiring? Like, is that really over, Eh, or is that just a? It's like the farewell tour. Like, Kiss goes on a farewell tour every year.
1: Exactly, I think that's what it is. You're gonna tell me that McDonald's isn't bringing back the McRib? It makes no sense. It's like they're one of their hottest menu items every year.
0: Yeah, it it totally is. People, I've never tried one. Never in my life have You've I tried you never one. tried nope. a McRib? People always talk about them. I've never tried one. Well, that's
1: perfect because next time it comes out, you're <laughs> on the air live. I would love to. Trying I, a McRib. I, I would love
0: to try one. I've never never tried one before. I don't know. It just doesn't really uh, appeal to me. Uh, 305-567-0560, 3 o'clock hour coming up. We'll get headlines from Solana. We'll have Lee Sterling joining us next hour. Keep it locked right here to the Hawk and Crowder Show, AM 560 Sports, WQAM. Coming up next on the Hawk and Crowder Show. You know, I like big butts (laughs) and I cannot
1: lie. Hawk and Crowder.